0: What's happening, everybody? Thank you guys for hanging out another week. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. It is also the first of the month. Today is November first. I don't like cold weather. Like I'm already starting to freak out a little bit. Yeah. I don't like the fact that it's getting cooler. I like summer. I can do with spring. I hate winter.
1: Oh, I mean, but I'm we're still in fall mode. It's not winter yet. Yeah, it's but
0: cold, it, I let though. the dog out at night. I can't go. I can't go out shirtless in shorts anymore. Oh,
1: <laughs> I love cozying up.
0: Not me. Uh, So it's the first of the month. Let's see if you can name these famous firsts, Amy. Are you ready? Ready. Who was the first man on the moon?
1: Neil Armstrong.
0: Correct. Who was the first first lady of the United States?
1: Martha Washington.
0: Nice. That's that's good. I know if you get that one. Who was the first celebrity to get COVID? Tom Hanks. Accepted answer. Wow. I would have taken Tom Hanks or Rita Rita Wilson Wilson or basketball player Donovan Mitchell.
1: Never heard oh, of it. Oh dang, any. that was early. That's that that's celebrity status is no no Tom Hanks.
0: Who was the first vice president?
1: I'm gonna assume since he ended up being I don't know, is it John Adams? Correct. Okay. Just lucky guess.
0: What was the first Netflix original series in the US? Because at first Netflix was just DVDs, and then they went to streaming and they made their first show. What was their first original show? Oh, wow. That's tough. And it was big. It was huge. Mm-hmm. I watched it. I don't know if you watched it. I watched it. Oh. I didn't finish it, though. But I watched most of the season. Their seasons. first
1: original? Mm-hmm. Bird Box? <laughs> that was the House first. House of me- Cards. That was Netflix? What was the first state? Virginia. Delaware. Maine. No. Pennsylvania. The Bell. The Liberty Bell. Pen- I'm between Pennsylvania and... Virginia? Well,
0: you'll be wrong. It's Delaware. Oh, dang. Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. Those are hard up there. I'm
0: going to give you one more. Uh Uh-huh. What are the five freedoms of the First Amendment?
1: Freedom of... (laughs) Freedom of religion? Correct. Freedom of speech? Correct. Freedom of... Freedom... Come on, Amy. What? Uh, If you can... Free speech, free religion, free...
0: Appetizers on Thursday nights. Yes. Nice. So yeah.
1: Tacos from Taco Bell. <gasps>
0: Steal a
2: taco in the World <laughs> Series.
1: Free, uh, free Wi Fi. No,
2: <laughs> Eddie, you have anything? You telling her? Come on. Uh, I mean, I was just, <laughs> I was cheering her on. But is it right
0: to bear arms? I mean, oh that's... yeah, yeah. yeah. No. no, no, no. It's freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of press, oh, freedom of assembly, oh. and the right to petition the government.
1: Okay, yeah. But, oh, they, those all make sense now that you've said them
0: uh, one final question what was the first Disney princess in 1937 Cinderella Snow White Wow, oh, did okay get tired late
1: that well that House of Cards that was hard I, I kept thinking you know that came from another network and Netflix aired it but you're right it was an original
0: the two that I remember being early were House of Cards and Orange is the New Black Yeah, that to me was yeah. Netflix yeah, yeah. Let's open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag, yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. My 10-year-old son recently came to me and said he wants to get a TikTok account. He's also expressed to me that he wants to post videos of his own. Watching TikTok videos is one thing, but I don't know if he should be allowed to post. I found that TikTok requires that users be at least 13 years old to use the app. But since I've heard you talk about how much you love finding content on TikTok, I wanted to know what you think. Is 10 years old okay for my son to get a TikTok account to watch and post to? Signed, Carrie. In a word, no, 10's too young. Yeah. So, no, he shouldn't have a TikTok account. That being said, if he's an extremely responsible 10-year-old, I think you can sit with him and watch a few TikTok videos a day. But there's no chance I'm giving somebody free reign at 10 years old. Of t- no. No. Not- no. TikTok is probably the best place, the safest place of all the places.
1: One of my friends said it's the last happy place left on the internet. Yes. <laughs> oh. So
0: <laughs> that being said, of all of them, that's the one that I could probably see you investing your time with your son with. And what I would do too is I'd watch five or six of them and then scroll back, and then watch them with him once
2: you know they're clear. Right, because you never know what you're gonna get. Yeah, when you flip and make up. sure,
1: and you can heart those, so that way that's the content that shows the type of content that shows up on your feed.
2: It builds the algorithm
0: into what they feed you. Yes. If you like a certain kind, they keep giving you more. Like I get a lot of sports, I get some golf, I get a lot of music in mine, an occasional funny thing. But that's because I like those kind of videos. So no, he should not have a, a TikTok account of his own. He should not be posting videos at ten. He can with you. It can be a with you thing, and you can also go through, and you can watch them first. You can even like them, and then go to your likes video page and watch them with him.
1: Mm-hmm. That's but, smart.
0: But at 10, I'm going to go no. And I'm usually the guy that's like, why
1: not?
2: I know. Free <laughs> and easy down the road I go. I'm so glad you <laughs> but said no. Like,
1: Does he have, I, I guess, you, because you have to have your own phone. Does he have a phone at 10 where he could have his own TikTok? Didn't you say you
0: saw a seven-year-old with her own phone? Yes. Oh, my God.
1: And I was like, please don't let my children see this. They were like, we were at a soccer game. They were pacing up and down the field, just talking on the phone. I'm like, oh, they must be on their parents' phone. And another parent was like, no, that's, that's his phone. And I was like, what? And she said, yeah, it's been problem- problematic with our kids talking about it. And I'm like, please do not let my children see that this seven-year-old has an iPhone. What?
3: Yeah,
0: that's weird. Yeah. There is nuance with every situation. There is nuance from this email. I don't know your kid. I don't know how responsible he is. Um. I don't know how free range you are, but just from what I know, I'm going to say no to a 10-year-old having a a TikTok account that's wide open. Mm -hmm. You can experience TikTok with them, but no. The answer is no. But TikTok is the greatest. It's the best. (laughs) That being (laughs) said. I'm I'm telling you, it's the best. All right. If you want to email us, Morgan, what do they do?
4: Mailbag at bobbybones.com.
0: We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. I'm going to give you some would-you-rathers, but they're all about money. Okay. Okay. Would you rather win the lottery and lose all your friends or lose all your money and have your best friends?
1: I would rather have my best friends. And, and, and
0: lose all the money you have now?
1: So I never can make anything back? Because well, I'm keeping my friends no matter what because relationships are important. Like, I'll have all this money and no friends. Like, what? That seems pretty miserable.
5: I'd rather have all the money and lose my friends because you can buy new friends.
0: (laughs) Is that true? Yeah. Rich people find rich people, and that's what you would do. I would roll with Amy on this one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Would you rather have a job that you hate, that pays well, or a job you love with a below average salary?
1: Well, I mean, to be fair, when I took this job for years, it didn't have the best salary, but I loved it. So I think I would fall into that category.
5: I'd rather have a job I hate and make a lot, <laughs> lots of money. Because? Because money buys everything. Money buys happiness and buys opportunity.
0: And then after work, you can have fun.
5: You can have fun. Right. You go to work for a certain amount of hours a day, and then you go out and you have all this money to spend. If you go to a miserable a job you like and you don't have any money, guess what? When you get off work, you got to go home and sit on your couch, and it's probably an inflatable couch because you can't afford a real one.
0: <laughs> I would do job I love with a below average salary because that was the first 10 years of my career. Not yeah. even below average. Like, no money at all. Would you rather spend a million dollars on clothes or a million dollars on travel?
4: Oh, wow, wow, whoa, whoa, Wow. Huh. This
1: is the hardest one. What? To be. what is, how is this <laughs> hard?
0: A <laughs> million dollars on clothes or travel?
1: Oh, both would bring so much happiness. But ultimately, the responsible thing to do would be to buy the clothes. Would it be? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Go take the trip. You would, I would go trip. I would take the trip because the memories and hopefully people could go with me and nothing can top experiencing the world.
5: You? If there's one thing I hate more than this world is clothes shopping. So I hate clothes. I don't <laughs> care about clothes. I'm traveling the world. Let's go. You?
0: I'm over traveling. Oh, my gosh. I have traveled every day oh ever. I would take the clothes. Okay. Just be done with it. Uh, would you rather make one hundred thousand bucks on Bitcoin or fifty thousand dollars investing in a business that helps the environment?
1: How much on Bitcoin?
0: One hundred thousand on Bitcoin. I see.
1: Double that there.
0: Okay. Or, or fifty thousand investing in a business that helps the environment, Amy. I mean, Amy, be honest.
1: We have to worry about Amy, our future generations. What would you rather do? The Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, no, I'm gonna say the same thing, and I suck. I suck.
1: I am a horrible human. I
5: suck. Lunchbox. I am Mr. Environment. I recycle all the time. Give me the hundred thousand. Yeah, right. <laughs> Absolutely. We're all selfish.
0: Yeah. Would you rather get a million dollars right now, mm-hmm. or one hundred thousand dollars a year for ten years?
1: Oh, I'd get a million right now and try to use it for things and invest it and end up.
0: The reason is because you'd blow a lot of it, right? Oh. But I wouldn't. Oh, I would
1: I would be, I would treat it as though I'm getting the installments, but I would have it all and then maybe I can invest in ways where I'd earn more instead of just getting the 100,000.
0: I mean, I would take the million, but not for the same reason, just cuz I don't want to die and then not get the rest of my money.
1: i true. sure if, what if tomorrow never comes. Mm-hmm.
0: Lunchbox, I'm uh, assuming you get the million. I'm
5: taking the million right now because I can do things. I can I can only do a certain amount of things with a 100000 A million, I can spend it for the next 10
0: years doing those things. Final question. Would you rather go back in time to fix your biggest oh. money mistake or look into the future to find out where you end up? Think about that. You can go back oh. in time to fix whatever you messed up on, buying, <sighs> spending. My or would you like to look mistake. into the future? And you don't get to do anything about it, but you just see where you end up. That's Amy? Tough.
1: Biggest money mistake was the rent-to-own couch that I never paid <laughs> off, <laughs> and then I gave it away, <laughs> and I paid on it forever. The
0: crazy thing about looking into the future is you may not like what you see. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they tell you when you're going to die. Like, it's all great if you're 113.
1: But if you can look into the future and see where you are financially, you can make smarter financial moves.
0: Okay, but this is not genie ask for more wishes. Oh, boy.
1: Okay. I guess I don't... What? I don't... I, I look into the future. I want to see what happens.
5: Lunchbox? I don't want to look into the future because if I look in the future and see I never won the lottery, I'm just going to be depressed all the way the rest of my life. So I'm going to just go back and fix a financial mistake, which whatever that is. I mean,
0: I don't think I've made any, but... You haven't made any. All those lottery tickets you bought and lost, which at this point, since you've been doing it since you're 18.
5: Yeah, I wouldn't say those are mistakes because eventually I could hit it. But hit. that's why I wouldn't look in the future because it, then it, it would be a big it. mistake. But if you could fix the past...
0: You get all that money back. You didn't win. You know you yeah, didn't Yeah, but okay. I mean, then the odds of me. W- There's me, no odds. O- the odds <sighs> of you winning the lottery have nothing to do with you losing it that many times. I understand.
5: But then every time I got that scratch off ticket, I don't have the thrill of scratching the numbers and feeling that emotion. The, that What is the feeling in your head? That ophapine? Mo-
0: the, <gasps> the dopamine? dopamine release? Yeah. yeah. That release. <laughs> I would go back and fix the biggest money mistake. I don't like to mess around with yeah, knowing true. what happens in the future. Because I may not, I may look in the future question. 10 years and it's all black, and that means I die. Oh uh. man. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh exactly. All right, thank you. Everybody have fun? Mm-hmm. Everybody feel better about themselves? Yeah, I want to get paid now. <laughs> all right.
3: <laughs> 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 Latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan
4: number two, 30 seconds skinny. George Strait surprised the crowd at our iHeart Country Festival after Parker McCollum and Maddie and Tay covered his songs. Here is George performing Amarillo by morning. congratulations to travis denning and his girlfriend madison montgomery they got engaged over the weekend travis popped the question in new york's central park Chase Rice is opening up his own bar and music venue in Cleveland, Ohio. It's called Welcome to the Farm, and it will be in the Entertainment District Flats East Bank. Chase shared why he chose Ohio for the new spot.
6: we were bringing a little bit of my farm to Tennessee, to Cleveland, Ohio. My dad's from Grove City, so Ohio has always been a very special place to me.
4: I'm Morgan number 2. That's your Skinny.
2: It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something
7: good.
0: An Atlanta police officer used his patrol vehicle to crash through a gate to save a driver trapped in his vehicle. Atlanta police officer Jimmy Sinisar was called to the scene of an accident where a car had veered off the road and 50 feet down an embankment. He arrived. The scene was chaotic. A locked gate was keeping him from accessing the crash site. So the officer rushed down to the driver, jumped back up, got in his car, and started slamming the gate. On the third strike, the gate gave way, and then he was able to go down the path and get the driver out of the car. Oh, wow. Obviously, the car had a little damage, but everybody good, which is good. He saved a life. That'd be, that'd be cool to ram something. Like, let me just veer off. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool to ram something? In no yeah. You don't, have, you don't it. have to pay for it? Yeah. Like, city's going to cover that one. But here's a clip of the officer talking about it.
8: I knew I had to take action quickly to get that driver out of the vehicle because I knew under that bridge was a, a train track.
0: It's awesome. You know, we love and respect our police officers here on the show, and there's another example of, you know, one of them going the extra mile to save one of us. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. You know, I think of doctors as like these angel like figures that do no wrong. We kind of need to think of them as that because we have to trust them fully. I was reading this story about a surgeon who fell asleep and missed his surgery. So this is from Boston Medical Center. There's a surgeon who's been fined for leaving the operating room to eat lunch in his car and then falling asleep. Again, doctors are human. And as I get older, this especially became normal to me when I had friends who were teachers as I became an adult. Because as a kid, I would look at teachers as they're the greatest. They can do nothing wrong. You know, when you turn like twenty five or twenty six, and your idiot friends are also teachers, you're like, okay, teachers are idiots, too, <laughs> yeah, like, like we what are. in the world? Yeah. <laughs> and I got to think of the. I have to think of surgeons and doctors as that too, but this surgeon goes out to his car, falls asleep, wakes up. It's like, oh crap, I missed the surgery, and so he's been fined five thousand dollars. He's been given a formal reprimand, and he has to take continuing ed courses.
1: Well, I mean, I would imagine that surgeons are pretty tired,
0: but again, you're a surgeon, I so know you have. <laughs> it's it's not the same as, you know, if you're an accountant. Right. It's just not. There's a different, it's, it's like a pilot.
1: It's life or death for someone's emergency yeah. surgery if you sleep through it.
0: We think of me, even when I got put under with my colonoscopy, I was like, I could die. They're going to put me under. I could die. To this surgeon, to him it's just another day. Maybe it's like us doing this show. Someone comes off the street, they're told, hey, go talk to millions of people a day. They're like, oh, my God, I'm nervous. But, I mean, I could fall asleep during a commercial. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I could. Yeah. We got. We're talking about, you know, my sleep number. I yeah. Fall asleep here.
1: Yeah, I'm sure his first few surgeries he was amped and ready to go, but who knows how many he's done? And he's like, I need a break. Got to go to my car.
0: Got in the car, turn on a little Aldine, Had <laughs> a ham, like, had a ham sandwich, <laughs> and <a> then
1: nap. <laughs> I know that's terrible.
0: Called it today. day. I'm surprised the fine is only five thousand dollars, but I'm telling you, the fact that this is a
2: news story is probably worse than the fine would ever be. And I wonder if other surgeons are like, I feel him, like, totally, this could totally happen to me, or like, what an idiot. Probably both.
0: <laughs> half and probably half. Both. And again, we think of surgeons and doctors as like the end-all be-all, because we're supposed to we, to. we need to. We need to have that trust. But old Dr. Tony Tannery went over and got a little <laughs> shut-eye in his, in his Lexus and called it a day.
1: I bet this story will wake up all the surgeons. <laughs>
0: All right. Raymundo, our audio producer, would like to present an award right now. Raymundo, I'm handing it over to you.
3: Yeah, so I was in the parking garage, and Abby was opening the garage for somebody. And obviously, it's somebody that doesn't work here because everybody else has a key to it. And then the garage goes up and in pulls in this massive truck. I'm talking it almost scraped the very top of the garage when it entered in. So, did you know it was somebody famous? I assumed it was. Because it's that expensive and that big of a truck? There's other big trucks I've seen. Florida Georgia Line. I've seen Scuba Steve's truck. This one was bigger than both those. So, you would like to present now the award for biggest truck in country music. Yes.
0: Wow.
1: I wonder who it is. Oh, any
0: guesses? Mm. Yes. You can go in and put them up. We just won't say who it is yet. All right. Go ahead.
1: Didn't, I feel like one time you said Keith Urban has a really big truck. Keith Urban has a huge
0: he truck. He does? He's got a few cars, but whenever pandemic was fully hitting, Keith and I were going to the Opry. And the Opry was empty, so nobody was driving into the mall or the Opry, where the Opry is. And I was beside this massive truck, and I look over, and it's Keith going, yeah, because he saw me. <laughs> Huge truck. Weird. Yeah, oh. I think he also has, like, a really crazy sports car, too. Okay, that makes oh, yeah, more I'm sense. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but. So, Keith Urban, incorrect, but big truck. Any guesses on Lunchbox? I would say I see Al Dean driving a big truck. I think he probably drives a pretty big truck. Yeah. 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 Not who it is, though, well, Eddie.
2: Yeah, look, he's got a song. I got that real big, 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 big truck. Give me Luke Bryan. Luke has a pretty big truck.
3: That's right. Yeah, Come on. I'm but sure this one is do. bigger. Oh. Bigger. Ray, you'd like to present the award to Chuck Wicks. It was so big he had to jump out of it like a diesel truck and eighteen wheeler. Chuck, congratulations! There he is buddy. on the phone Hello. right now, receiving Country Music Truck of the Year. Chuck Wicks.
0: Wow, <laughs>
6: this is everything I dreamed of. I didn't even I do not even know why I was on the phone. I'm like, oh, I'm winning Truck of the Year award. Did yeah, Truck of traffic? the Year.
0: Mm-hmm. So what do you what do you got over there, buddy? How big's that truck?
6: Well, I I hate to disappoint all the truck lovers out there because I'm going to give you the facts here. I got a 2-inch leveling kit with a 4-inch lift. The reason why I did that is because then you don't have to go outside of the manufacturer to get it worked on. You get to keep your warranty at, like, the Ford dealership. Then I got 35s for tires. And I think what makes it a little bigger is I have a hood on the back of my truck uh, that's, like, just bulky looking and it just looks manly and rough and ready to go you can put a four-wheeler on top of it and, I, and then I act like it's bigger than it actually is so that I think that does a lot too
0: when you drive a truck that big do people stare at you constantly on the road um, well
6: not in Tennessee I think they're common but I think uh, I, I'm surprised that I won this I'll be honest because you know who has the big truck who? Kane Brown
3: oh he does have oh, a huge yeah. truck oh, yeah, yeah that's true
0: yeah, he, his, his truck is so big, you need a stepladder to get into it. I mean, and, and for real. What kind of gas mileage you getting on that thing, though? Oh, man, I'm crushing it at 12 miles per gallon. Oh, my god! Oh, man.
7: <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: Hey, good thing you're rich and famous, Chuck Wicks, or you wouldn't be able to oh, afford yeah. that.
6: Yeah, every once in a while, I have to switch up to my bike. I have to bike places because I can't afford gas.
0: Uh, Chuck Wicks is on with us. He's just been awarded. Truck of the Year in country music. Let's platform again before we pivot out Woo-hoo! of this. Yeah. Congratulations. I'll send you a beanie baby. I have a whole lot of beanie babies now. I'll send you an official beanie baby for Ooh, winning the award. He
1: can put it in his
0: truck, like in, like, in the it. window. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chuck, how's, I love the, it. how's the podcast going? Uh, Talk to Chuck. How's, how's the podcast what? been?
6: Yeah, I love country. Talk to Chuck's doing great. We're, you know, we're closing in on a million downloads, which I'm like super pumped to get there. We just had uh, Lauren Elena on, which. I've been getting so many DMs, they're like, this is the best one yet. Because, you know, Lauren Elena has the best infectious laugh that you could possibly want to hear. And I think 30%, 40%, 50% of the, the podcast is her, her and I laughing.
0: So, You guys check out Talk to Chuck. If you love country, Talk to Chuck. It's a podcast that is just doing fantastic. I know we're both friends with Jimmy Allen. You guys are actually both from Delaware. and And, and you and I have also been on Dancing with the Stars, which Jimmy is on now. Any chance Jimmy wins this season? Huge chance.
6: Um, I was a little concerned when he got all five, like, the first week, I think. But I think they were setting him up. You know this, Bobby. They were setting him up for success for people to start rooting for him because I think the judges know that he's good. And it's starting to pay off now because I think he's, you know, he's getting the bigger numbers now. And, he's you know, everybody loves Jimmy Allen. Who doesn't love Jimmy Allen?
0: Do you guys talk often? Do you give him tips?
6: He in the beginning, you know, we talked a little bit. We talk all the time, but about Dancing with the Stars, uh, we talked briefly. I, you know, I remember when you were on it. The biggest thing, the best thing you can do is just be yourself, and he's he's doing that. So yeah, he's he's crushing it.
0: Chuck Wicks is on with us. Which by the way, Chuck is now uh, officially a pro bowler. Did you make the? You make the tour? Is that what I heard? Dude, I made it. I got my pro. I got my pro bowler card. And I bowled in my first
6: PBA event. I did not finish last. That was my goal. I got like middle of the pack. And now I'm going to do a couple more next year.
0: That's how I play Hughes and cues. By the way, that the the game that we have it's it's a you see colors differently, and I'm colorblind. So I just my goal is to not finish last when we play Hughes and cues, like Chuck <laughs> is when he when he bowls. But you're J- Jason Aldean's your brother-in-law. He has a bowling alley in his house. Does that mean when you practice, you can just go over to his house at any time?
6: Um, I can, but I. I have to tell him, now that I'm a pro, I have to be like, yo, bro, did you oil the lanes properly? <laughs> like, I need the right oil pattern. Like, I don't need to be bowling with the bumpers up. Let's go.
0: Does he have bumpers on that bowling alley at his house?
6: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He doesn't use them. His, I mean, his kids, like, you know, I'm surprised the bowling alley's still standing the way his kids bowl because they just throw the ball everywhere. So it's it's pretty impressive.
0: Where... In relation to the living room is, is that bowling alley, meaning can you watch TV if someone's bowling? Oh, yeah. So he's got –
6: so his bowling alley is separate from the house. Oh. And then yeah. he's, he's got a walkway. So it's like it's big. You walk in. It's this big room. It's like a party room. you got a big bar with, like, TVs everywhere. It looks like a restaurant, bar. And then you have the bowling alley, two lanes that have TVs everywhere. You can watch TV over the pins where you bowl.
0: Man, what, I don't even know I mean, what that's like. Yeah. What, what kind of life is that? Dang, you have your own bowling alley. Oh,
1: do you do you have to take extra care of yourself now that you're pro like you can't mm-hmm. injure your wrist or hands or fingers? True.
6: That's a great question because I actually uh I was with my father-in-law, Jason's dad, and I I hurt my thumb. And he goes, "Oh, oh. You oh, are you okay? Is that going to affect your bowling?" I go, "It's the right hand. I'm okay." It's
0: true. Okay, yeah. As long as it's not the throwing hand, you're good. can't be the lefty hand. Chuck Wicks is on with us. Uh, what is this wine situation you have going? Because I see online you have some sort of wine line.
6: Wine line, yeah. So we, uh, my wife and I had the opportunity, we got approached to have our own wine, and of course we're like, well, duh, yes, it's going to be amazing. So Melorosa Wine Company is launching uh, November 15th, and we, when we talked about it, we, we didn't want it to just be like another, but what, you know whatever you want to call it, celebrity couple that had a wine or a bourbon or whatever, a tequila. I think some, someone else just came out. John Party just came out with a, a whiskey or bourbon, I think. We wanted our message to be more than just um, a liquor or a wine, so we named it Melorosa after her Cuban heritage. So her, her mother, my mother-in-law, is full cuban she has five sisters they defected from cuba in the late 60s uh under the castro regime to live the american dream like they had to get out of the bad situation they were in they get on the they got on the last plane out of cuba to miami to live in america and 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 come over to this great country so we wanted to pay homage to that so we named it mellow after her mom's maiden name and rosa after her grandmother so that was, that was how Mellorosa was born, and we're also giving back. It's going to have a charity element to it. Um, so it's,
0: it's going to be cool. Chuck is one of the guys, too, and not to bring this interview down a bit, but this has happened to Lunchbox. has happened to Jake Owen. But it says here that Chuck quit college two classes short of graduation from Florida Southern. Oh, So two classes Is that true or false? That's very true,
6: and now it's been so long since I've been back to college. They've upped the curriculum. So now I have to go for like eighteen more credits.
0: Oh well, then now you don't go back. I mean, yeah. if it was only yeah. two classes, I was really going to guilt you into taking those two classes. But don't you? I, well, yeah. Don't you want to finish it, and and like have some closure and get that degree? Um, I, I you know what I I do kind of just
6: so I can show Tucker my little boy be like, yep, your dad graduated, so are you. Um, so that would be the only reason the the degree was was in. Uh, physical education but in with a minor in exercise physiology, right? So I don't really know if I would use that degree at all. So I would do it just to have closure and to say to my kids like, Hey, look, finish what you started.
0: Hey, chase your dreams, Chuck Wicks. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm gonna say. Chase your dreams. Chase chase the dreams. Maybe chase I'll do it, it online. All right, Chuck Wicks, there he is. He wins Truck of the Year. Again, great job. Congratulations. He's got so much going on. He's got a wine line coming out. He's got music. He's got Talk to Chuck, which is a great podcast. Lauren Elena is his latest guest. Chuck, good to talk to you, my friend, and I'm sure I'll see you soon. Yes, sir. See you guys. There he is. Chuck Wicks, everybody. We appreciate when you guys leave us voicemails through the weekend, through the overnight. Here's a voicemail from over the weekend. Just wanted to call and let you know
6: that yesterday was my... Seventh year anniversary with the show. I started listening
0: back in 2014, and I've loved every minute of it. Hope you have a great day, and God bless. Thank you very much. Here's another voicemail.
4: For a while, you were doing Employee of the Month, and there hasn't been one lately. So I was just wondering if you're going to do an updated Employee of the Month. Thanks so much. Love the show.
0: Yeah, let me think about it. We can do it later today or
2: tomorrow, Mike. Oh, wow. Did we run out of employees?
1: Yeah, what happened? Scuba Steve was just getting it over and over.
2: <laughs> Pretty much. All Scuba all the time. <laughs> <laughs> the map Here's Amy's pile of stories.
1: Kraft macaroni and cheese is just amazing. We eat it a lot in my house. So good. But they're making it even better. They're going to start including boost packets inside the box.
0: What's a boost packet?
1: Well, it's fun flavors like ranch and buffalo. Basically extra powder that you sprinkle in there to make it even more amazing.
0: Has this happened before? No. Is boost, is, boost powder a thing?
1: No. Nope. Oh, no. Kraft is putting it out there. It's the first time they've ever done Kraft flavors F <laughs> L. V. R. S. I feel like they're kind of like taking on that season.
0: I was talking to Raymundo, speaking of macaroni and cheese, and I've had this happen with me too, but like uh, Postmates, Uber Eats, they have fake restaurants. And Ray, they had a a macaroni and cheese like specialty restaurant. Is that right?
3: Yeah, it was called Max and Stacks. So me and my wife tried to find the actual brick and mortar and we drove up and it was Bar Louie. And I went inside and I said, hey, is this Max and Stacks? They have your address. And they said... Um, that's actually a secret. We made up this restaurant so that more people would want to buy our sandwiches. They weren't really wanting bar food and our sales have doubled since we made up Max and Stacks. So it's like a macaroni and cheese specialist. People oh, order wow. it all the time. It's just a bar.
0: But they made up a fake restaurant on the app. <laughs> that's oh, funny.
1: that's hilarious.
0: So instead, just get the macaroni and cheese here crack yeah. mac- with yeah. the flavor boost.
1: Some of the more interesting flavor boosts that they're going to have available, which I would be weary of this one, is ghost pepper.
0: Oh, God. Oh, boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it might be hot. And then another we'll one. will spin the wheel. <laughs> another one called cotton candy. So I know. Who knows? Might be good. Fun for kids to try. So a city in Indiana is trying to lure in residents. So if you're looking to relocate, yeah, there's a small city there that's bringing in new residents, offering them stand-in grandparents for families that move in, which equals (laughs) older babysitters that you can trust, along with home-cooked meals. They'll give you that and a membership to the local YMCA.
2: When they use the word lure... Yeah, that sounds dirty. It's like a van. Yeah. You, you also get
1: $5,000 cash as a welcome well, that, package.
2: of all of that, that's the best. The whole I, well, thing sounds like a lure. Well, the grandparent
1: like. thing I think is pretty cool because I, I don't trust them. But they're not
2: they really, really your Yeah, it's just an old person.
0: <laughs> it's literally just an old person. Yeah, we
2: don't know them, Amy.
1: <laughs> you get free gift cards from the seasonal <laughs> well, farmer's market. Something's
2: up here. What <laughs> kind of tests are they doing on these people? <laughs> well,
1: in case anybody listening right now is interested, it's Greensburg. And it's in southeastern Indiana, so check it out. Okay. Get some grandparents. So the boot.com put together a list of the top five Dirks Bentley songs. I'll run through them at number five, every mile of memory. Every mile of memory. At number four, free and easy, down the road I go. Free and
0: easy down the road I go. Let me try to predict number one. For me, it would be I'm a riser or I hold. Oh, meow, 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 meow. those would be the two that I would put up there.
1: Okay, well we'll have to hold out and see if you're right. Like eight
0: seconds. At number three. And he's acting like we got to hold <laughs> out till tomorrow's show. Go ahead.
1: At number three, home. Still long,
0: this is a crappy list.
1: Yeah, because I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you the one, the two that you had on there. I would also have in the top five, and they're not.
0: Have they heard a Dierks Bentley before, or is a <laughs> whole catalog?
1: I don't know. Is this like an
0: intern that's writing this? Go I don't ahead. know.
1: And number two is a song that I've listened to, I don't know, like ten billion times. Come a little closer. Oh, yeah.
0: Come a little closer, baby. And number one. I feel
1: like what was I thinking?
0: Ah, that's a good one. That's an early one. Yeah. I wouldn't put it at the top, but I can understand that. I no, re- but... I take back my comment of was this an intern <laughs> that wrote this article.
1: <laughs> All right. I'm Amy. That's my pile.
2: That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news.
7: With Amy.
1: Tell me something good. So this 10-year-old little girl, Stella, she loves to read at night with her dad. And so they got this crazy idea to come up with a character and their own storyline for their own book. So they came up with Darian the Librarian while they were stuck at home during the pandemic in 2020. All that time to prep a book that they have now put out into the world. And listen, you don't even have to buy the book. All you have to do is make a $10 donation to Feeding America, and they'll send you a copy of the book for free. They're not making any money off of it. It's a cute little thing that's happening that's raised, oh, $27,000 now.
0: Yeah, I see where they've raised a quarter of a million meals, like that $27,000 has raised a quarter million meals. Dang. Like, I'm as amazed by that as I am them getting together writing a book.
1: I know. It's such a cute, and what a good father daughter bonding experience. Eddie, you do like that? Anything like that with your kids?
2: Uh, No, Bones. I've told you over and over. I wish my kids had these kinds of ideas. Well, the dad could have had the idea. Well, maybe, but even if I had this idea, my kid would be like, we have to write a book. (laughs) Uh, I don't know, Dad. And then 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 we don't get any
1: (laughs) of the money.
0: That's awesome. Good story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. (laughs) Bones. Let's get over to Amy and get in the morning corny.
3: The morning
0: corny.
1: What happened when the turkey laid an egg at the top of the hill?
0: What happened when the turkey laid an egg at the top of the hill?
1: It turned into an egg roll.
0: (laughs) Chinese food Thanksgiving joke. (laughs) That was the morning corny. George Strait has relisted his 12-acre hilltop home in San Antonio's Dominion neighborhood at $6.9 million. Which, by the way, George Strait showed up and played our iHeart Country Festival. Amazing. Over the weekend. It was awesome, yeah. (laughs) He was the big secret surprise. But the price has decreased. It's $6.9 million now, so if it wasn't affordable before, maybe now it is. (laughs) Yeah, it got a good deal on it. The San Antonio property was first listed in 2018. They've reduced it $600,000. The home sits on 12 acres of land, has 7,295 square feet with three bedrooms in the main house, a separate guest home. It also features an infinity-edge pool and a spa. According to sources, Strait and his family do not live in the home, and they haven't for quite a while. Wow. Now, Lunchbox called and tried to buy it when it was listed the first time. So if you haven't heard this call, here is Lunchbox calling George Strait's real estate agent trying to buy this house.
4: Hello?
5: Hey,
0: this is Jason Gibble, and uh, I
5: was uh, calling about 10 Davenport. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, Jason Gibble here, a businessman making business deals, trying to get that money. You know, my friends call me the fireman, so I was just trying to see if you could give me some more information on 10 Davenport.
4: Yeah, sure. It's actually, it's three-bedroom in the main house, and it has a detached casita, which makes it four bedrooms. And there's, like, seven bathrooms, um, and it's on 12 acres.
5: Baby, write this down. Take a little note. Jason Gibble, he's going to buy that house. Oh, is he? I I cross my heart. I promise, to pay cash.
4: Awesome. Would you want to send your proof of funds to my email?
5: Do you think I'm going to like this house? Can you? I mean, is it a beautiful house? Check yes or no. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and check yes. So exactly like in location to downtown San Antonio, where is it in San Antonio? Can I make it to Amarillo by morning?
4: Maybe, maybe not, but it's about 25 minutes in San Antonio, but you can see San Antonio from the bathtub upstairs.
5: All right, take it or leave it. I'm going to say... $7 $7 million, and this is where the cowboy rides away.
4: You know what? I bet I could get him to take it. All right, well, this is a pleasure. I'm, I'll be looking forward to your proof of funds, and I can't wait to show you yeah, the and
5: house. If you could email me at Gibble 69 at hotmail.com.
4: Not, no problem, Mr. Gibble. I look
5: forward to it. All right. Thank you so much. <laughs> you bet. Let's open up
0: the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. My 10-year-old son recently came to me and said he wants to get a TikTok account. He's also expressed to me that he wants to post videos of his own. Watching TikTok videos is one thing, but I don't know if he should be allowed to post... I found that TikTok requires that users be at least 13 years old to use the app. But since I've heard you talk about how much you love finding content on TikTok, I wanted to know what you think. Is 10 years old okay for my son to get a TikTok account to watch and post to? Signed, Carrie. In a word, no, 10's too young. Yeah. So in a, no, he shouldn't have a TikTok account. That being said, if he's an extremely responsible 10-year-old, I think you can sit with him and watch a few TikTok videos a day but there's no chance I'm giving somebody free reign at 10 years old. Of t- no. No. Not. No. TikTok is probably the best place, the safest place of all the places.
1: One of my friends said it's the last happy place left on the internet. Yes.
0: <laughs> oh. So <laughs> that being said, of all of them, that's the one that I could probably see you investing your time with your son with. And what I would do too is I'd watch five or six of them and then scroll back and then watch them with him once you know they're
2: clear. Right, because you never know what you're going to get Yeah, when you and make up. sure,
1: and you can heart those, so that way that's the content that shows, the type of content that shows up on your feed.
2: It builds the algorithm into what they
0: feed you. Yes. If you like a certain kind, they keep giving you more. Like I get a lot of sports, I get some golf, I get a lot of music in mine. An occasional funny thing. But that's because I like those kind of videos. So no, he should not have a, a TikTok account of his own. He should not be posting videos at 10. He can with you. It can be a with you thing, and you can also go through, and you can watch them first. You can even like them, and then go to your likes video page and watch them with them.
1: Mm-hmm. That's but, smart.
0: But at 10, I'm going to go no. And I'm usually the guy that's like, why not? I know. Free and easy down the road I go. I'm so glad you <laughs> but said no. Like,
1: Does he have, I, I guess, you, because you have to have your own phone. Does he have a phone at 10 where he could have his own TikTok? Didn't you say you saw a seven-year-old
0: with her own phone? Yes. Oh, my God.
1: And I was like, please don't let my children see this. They were like, we were at a soccer game. They were pacing up and down the field, just talking on the phone. I'm like, oh, they must be on their parents' phone. And another parent was like, no, that's, that's his phone. And I was like, what? And she said, yeah, it's been problem- problematic with our kids talking about it. And I'm like, please do not let my children see that this seven-year-old has an iPhone. What?
0: Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. There is nuance with every situation. There is nuance from this email. I don't know your kid. I don't know how responsible he is. Um... I don't know how free range you are, but just from what I know, I'm going to say no to a 10 year old having a a TikTok account that's wide open. You can experience TikTok with them, but no, the answer is no. But TikTok is the greatest. It's the best. (laughs) (laughs) That being said. I'm I'm telling you, it's it's the the best. All right, if you want to email us, Morgan, what do they do?
4: Mailbag at bobbybones.com. We got
0: your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love the mailbag because it's you guys reaching out to us directly. We got a mailbag last week, and the email said, basically, her biological family still sends her gifts Hey, Kylie, are you there? I am. Okay, so you sent an email to the show, and tell me what it said again.
4: Um, it was the Confused Before Christmas about how my daughter gets one gift from her biological dad's side of the family at Christmas, and that's really it. Um, so I was just calling to see if I should keep accepting the gift mm-hmm. or just say no thank you, you
0: know. I remember. Yeah, we talked about this on the show. Right. And Is it surprising to you that you sent this email and we start reading it on the air? I mean, is that something where you're like, holy crap, they're reading my email in the mailbag?
4: Oh, yeah. Yes, it was. It was very exciting.
0: And I believe my advice was, take the gift. They want to give the gift, take the gift. What did you think of my advice?
4: I thought it was very good. I didn't think about it as like, if I didn't, I would be creating drama and... Um, I think Amy was the one who said well maybe I'm having a more difficult time with it than my daughter is Um, and that was a good point as well so
2: yeah
0: your daughter's 12 years old and the only time she hears from her biological father's side of the family is at Christmas when they have a gift for her have you guys thought about saying something about that to where it's we love that you send us this gift but is there any way we can have a a, a broader relationship
4: um there you know, my husband and I, we've been together for 11 years, and there's just like, kind of a lot of history with that whole thing. Um, so, no, not recently. No, I was in the recent years. No, we haven't.
0: <laughs> and so your daughter doesn't want a relationship with her biological father side of the family?
4: No, not necessarily. I don't think so. I think she has a very supportive family between my family and my husband's family. So I think she's content with the way it is, you know.
0: And I think that's great, too. I mean, if she doesn't want it, that's fine. That's for her because I didn't want it. Honestly, when I was 12, I didn't want it. I felt like my real dad bailed on me. What kind of world, you know, did he leave me? And I was upset, and I was hurt, and I was pissed. I was everything. However... I think as she gets older, she's going to have a curiosity about that side of the family, about, you know, knowing what's up with them. I would just encourage you to encourage her to allow herself to change her mind if she wants to.
4: Yeah, I agree. So, I I really do appreciate the advice that was given, and um, I thought it was neat that you talked about your biological dad, uh, you know, so thank you for opening up about that. I'm sure it encourages other people to talk about difficult situations, so...
0: Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for emailing. We don't normally get to talk to people who send in. Yeah. So it's cool. It's like talking to someone who wins a contest, like one of the big contests. We're like, wow, you won that trip. So Kylie, thank you. Tell your daughter we said hello. Uh, Would would she like a a beanie baby? I mean, I've got like 10,000 of them. Can I send her a beanie baby from my collection? Yes,
4: absolutely. I would love that.
0: Okay, I'm going to put you on hold. We can get our information, Scuba Steve. We can get it and send it out. Okay, and we will send you one of my Beanie Babies that I bought from Raymundo. Have you heard that story yet?
4: Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Gosh, that's so exciting. Yeah. Can I give um, a shout-out to two of my cousins? We, Us three, we listen to you every day, and we just love you guys. Go ahead. Kara and Lisa, they live in Iowa, so I know they're listening, too.
0: All right, well, thank you for listening Thank them for listening and thank you for sending an email in, okay?
4: Okay, thank you. All right,
0: there she is, Kylie in Missouri. Don't hang up on her, Ray. I'm gonna send her a limited edition Bobby Bunchow Beanie Baby. Oh, <laughs>
1: now they have a new name.
0: <laughs> Thanks for all the messages. For everybody who watched our iHeart Country Festival live, what a great show. I'll tell you, George Strait was the guest that we didn't mention because it was a surprise. But what happened was there's this massive stage that we have, and the stage flips around. That way, there's never a long wait between artists. So, for example, Toby Keith goes on. When he finishes, that stage goes whoop, flips around, little big Town performs. There's not a big set change. With that being said, there's a little spot on each side where you can see inside, like uh, around the stage. And George Strait, his character... Sure. Looks like George Strait. Yeah, you can't yeah, miss it's it. it's like totally cowboy him. hat. Yeah. And so as he's walking up from backstage to surprise everyone, you hear a part of the crowd go, "Ah!" And so everyone's like, "What's happening?" Unless you saw it. And so he was a little bit of a, you know, s- surprise spoiler. My recommendation to put him like in a big mouse outfit and oh. like like uh, oh. take, like Lee Corso <laughs> at the end of College Game Day, then take yeah. the head off and it's a short mascot. straight. They didn't like that idea. But George Strait came out, and it was awesome. Um, it started Maddie and Tay, and one of Maddie and Tay's from Texas, one's from Oklahoma. Parker McCollum, also Texas, they're playing a George Strait song each, and then they introduce George Strait. And I'm telling you, that crowd, boo, it, it was like, for any wrestling fans, it's like when you hear the Rocks music, and there's that pop, like it comes on, ah, is wild, And then George Strait came out and crushed. But here is Parker McCollum introducing the special guest.
3: Hey, when I was a when I was a little kid growing up, I was real blessed, and my family loved country music, real country music. And uh, there was nobody in our house that was held uh, in a higher regard than this artist coming up next. I have my I have my first number one single back in December and uh, and they said how do you feel about that I said well I'm only 60 behind this man 60 number ones behind this man coming up right now I Heart Festival will y'all please make some noise for my idol the king of country music Mr. George Strait and so he came out. I mean,
1: it's a goosebumps now.
3: He played
0: Way to the Badge, the new song, and then he played Amarillo by Morning. Here's a clip of a little Amarillo by Morning he played. Amarillo by Morning Up from San Antonio So it was great. Every artist had come from backstage to watch George Strait. Like, that's the kind of environment it was where everybody was like, well, we don't care if we've already played or we got to play two hours from now. We're going to go out and watch George Strait. So it was awesome. Amy... Ran into him backstage and met him
1: Yes so halfway through Amarillo By morning I got pulled because Lunchbox And I were hosting the live by live stream So I was like oh shoot I have to go And I was so bummed but I was like whatever it is what it is So I go back there and they hand us our mics And then George finishes and the stage, like you said, it spins around and here he comes. You could tell he's in a good mood because he was the stage was spinning and he was kind of like shaking his shoulders. And I was like, oh, good mood, George. Look at that. (laughs) And I don't like to go up to anybody. Of course, lunchbox does. So he's like, Amy, just do it. He's right there. Just say hi. So I went and I just put my hand on his shoulder and I just said, excuse me, George. And he turned around and. I, I said, that was amazing, so awesome. And then I said, I'm Amy from the Bobby Bone Show. That didn't get me very far because obviously it'd been years since he had been in here. But then I said, I'm Ted Moffitt's niece, and my uncle worked for him and manages ranch for like, I don't know, 30 years or something. So then he was like, Amy, and then the rest is history. And he was like, You know my. You know, <laughs> and wow, well, brutal. he was like, You you Amy, you've met my wife, Norma. I was like, No, George, I haven't. And I said, Hey Norma, but thank you for thinking. <laughs> on that level and we shook hands and I was in a trance but it was amazing.
0: So he performs and that place is almost tired mm-hmm. because of how pumped up they were, how awesome he was and I said to Caitlin, Caitlin, I don't know who they have performing next, but they don't have oh, a chance.
1: Yeah. My oh. friend in the audience texted me and said, I feel bad for follows this. It's
0: like, who do you put on next? I'm trying to think who it was. Well, um, I'll tell you who it was. Maybe. And it was actually the best performance of the night. And it was Jake Owen. Oh, okay. Got it. Yep. It was the only one they could have put up there of the entire night that could have followed George Strait. Like, as, George Strait, legendary, getting older, but you just like to see George and him play his songs. Of every performance... Like, Jake played major league ball, and the rest of them played triple A or double A ball, as far as entertaining. And so Jake goes out. What did he start with? Do we
2: remember? Is it barefoot? Maybe, because he had, like, a a DJ,
0: DJ. and then it went into the actual music. But Jake also has these guitar picks, and he's so, like, throwing stars with them, like in the movies where they throw. Oh, yeah. Ninja stars. He hit us from, I don't know, 80 feet. Then we had another friend sitting in the crowd, tosses another, hit him with it. (laughs) But... As far as the performances went that night, here were the moments. George Strait was the moment of the night with him just showing up in Amarillo by morning. The number two moment was just Jake Owen's performance because, one, he had to follow George Strait, and it was the best set of the night. And then number three, if you don't mind me saying, was Josh from the car wash that I found on TikTok coming out to sing Neon Moon. That was amazing. The place exploded, and they were like, oh, boy. He sounded so good. We we have we're gonna, I'm gonna play a clip so okay. people can hear, but I think everyone was a little nervous. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> I think the crowd was nervous. His because, last show was the car
2: wash. <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> because that's like, it. We went out and just I'll just frame it up. We Eddie and I go out as the raging idiots, and I'm like, okay, we're gonna do a comedy song. We're gonna do our dumb hip hop song called Fanny Pack. We'll bring out Josh. So we did Hobby Lobby Bobby first, and and the crowd. Some I liked it. Here you go. My name is
2: Hobby Lobby Bobby.
0: And then we turned that up and we did Fanny Pack, our, our kind of dumb beastie boy song about wearing fanny packs. Y'all already know that's my fanny pack. Fanny pack, fanny pack. If you need a ukulele or an albinat. If you need a new filter for your Pontiac,
2: yeah, it's it's my fanny pack. Come on. I'm a modern day Mary Poppins. Wherever I go, you know I'm rocking that F A N A Y. Back to the max, right above my fly. I'm a modern-day Mary Poppins. Wherever I go, you know I'm rocking
0: that f. Hey, hey, anyway, Back to the max, right above my fly. So if you had no idea who we were, you're like, "WTF is going on right now at this show?" <laughs> oh yeah, like honestly. And we're pretty good. We're funny. We do enough shows where we can hold our own. But then, we're, then I say, I get up on the mic and I say, "Okay, this next guy." I was flipping through TikTok. He works at a car wash. We're about to give him his big break. He's never had a break quite like this before. And even I'm nervous for him because there's 12,000 people out there. And he went from working at the car wash the morning before yeah. to driving down and doing this show. But I'm rooting for him. Like people give me shots. I was like, I want to give this guy a shot. and I want him to kill it. And then we, we hit the, I don't because he's going to do Neon Moon, which is the song that I saw him singing on TikTok. Ray, do we have from the start of him singing? Yep. All right, here is Josh Woods walking out on stage in front of 12,000 people singing Neon Moon. When
7: the sun song. goes down on my side of town, that lonesome feeling comes through my door and the whole world turns blue. Run down bar, cross the railroad tracks I got a table for two, way in the back Where I sit alone, I think of losing you I spend most every night beneath the light of a neon moon if you lose your one and only, there's always room here for the lonely. To watch your broken dreams dancing out of the beams of a neon
0: moon. Wow. Listen to the crowd.
7: Young Just
0: loving him. And he finished, and he tried to walk off stage, and I was like, no, dude, you sit right here and you take this love <laughs> from this crowd. It was awesome. The whole night was awesome. It was just a, what a festival. I went to the hotel afterward and passed out in like one second. From hosting to performing. Really? To, uh, I mean, oh,
1: I, yeah. I, they, they
0: turned my little, my, my little Energizer bunny switch on the back <laughs> and said go. At one point, and I won't say who because I don't know the circumstance, but an artist back I shouldn't say backed out, did not show up for some reason to a meet and greet where some fans had won a meet and greet with the big artist. And so they're sitting in this VIP section waiting for the artist. And Scuba Steve comes up to me and goes, hey, can you go and meet these people? And I'm like, well, I'll meet whoever. I didn't know that somebody didn't show up and I was like the JV act.
2: I was like, oh, the, yeah.
1: Oh, I didn't hear about this. Also,
0: Scuba Steve didn't tell me that until I, I got there.
3: I, I didn't know
2: yeah. either. I, I just got a note that says, can you get Bobby to go do this thing? And I said, yeah, I'll talk to him real quick. They didn't tell me until I heard Oh, you didn't know? It. I honestly had no idea. So
0: I walk up and there's people sitting in the room and I'm like, what's up guys? And I don't really know yet And someone goes Hey so and so didn't show up And they were expecting to meet them But you go out there instead
3: oh. uh. And I'm going This is the most
0: awkward thing ever uh. Like who cares about me Dang dude Especially when it comes to somebody Who's actually good And famous and talented And like you're waiting for your one shot To meet a celebrity And then who walks out Me Well so how'd it go It went I would say it went better Than I would have imagined Once. Considering the circumstances But it still wasn't the same
1: Yeah If it Okay now that you're talking about this If it is who so I think it is Yeah it's very different
0: Hmm. Do you know who it is?
1: I think I do now. You, I,
0: I don't know that you do. No.
1: Oh, well, never mind. I don't know who it is.
0: Mm-mm. I don't even know what movement you <laughs> did. Amy <laughs> yeah, yeah, like put a top was. hat on and did a little dance. And I'm like, it wasn't Mr. Peanut. Not Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> oh, <right? and laughs> I don't know who it is. <laughs> Amy puts on a monocle and a hat. And
2: I'm like, no, no. You I mean, no not Monopoly, guys. Nope. Okay,
0: okay. I'll try to figure it out. <laughs> so I go and I'm, and
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: like doing shtick. I'm doing comedy. I'm wow. up on a little stage with wow. six people, and oh, I'm, like, man. telling jokes that I tell when I do stand-up, and it's weird because they're laughing, but it's only six people. So, you... And so, finally, I'm like, you guys want to take pictures? And they wouldn't let them take their masks off for the pictures, and I'm like, well, this sucks. They have to take a, ma- a picture with me with a mask. On. It was a whole thing. And so, I walked, and I just said this. I'm sorry you had to meet me. Mm-hmm. And they were very nice, and then I I kind of told them, I said, hey, come outside the tent. And so, I said, the tent, I said, take your masks off. So let's take pictures without the cops here telling yeah. us to keep our masks on <laughs> so at least they got a picture without a mask
1: oh I'm sure they loved it
0: you know they probably moderately liked it but it was not I now I don't know why the artist couldn't be there
1: well now I need to know who
0: I'll tell you during the break
1: Okay. are you sure it wasn't I don't know what you're doing,
2: what your are you your doing? <laughs> okay. George are you saying George Strait no, no. Uh, okay. someone not. with a hat I know- oh got it I know what she's insinuating but no I don't okay. think it is
0: okay who are you insinuating? Just say it. Toby Keith. No. No, okay, no, no. Okay, okay. That's what you would do for Toby Keith. I would do He's like- you hat. I would do well, like like big arms, like big guy. Yeah, like, and like, then kick somebody in the butt. Like Rotun fell and then i put a boot in a butt. Yeah, yeah. Right. i take a butt and then stick <laughs> okay. a boot right in it.
1: Sorry, I forgot. Yeah. If I had done this, you would have known?
0: Yeah, yeah, Kickin yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah, It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Me something
7: good.
2: There's a man that lives in Chandler, Arizona, and every year for the last 12 years, he turns his house into a haunted house maze. The neighborhood loves it. All the kids love it during Halloween. Well, the other night, there was a bad storm, and the winds came in and destroyed the entire thing. So the entire neighborhood was like, no, we can't let this happen. So they all got together. They fixed the house up. The maze is ready to go for Halloween now. That's pretty
0: cool that everybody jumped in. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they weren't
2: about to let that storm ruin it.
0: That they weren't annoyed by it that they actually welcomed it. Yeah. Sometimes, when I grew up in Arkansas, in central Arkansas, there was a family who had a Christmas lights display that was so big and it was so amazing, people would drive from all over the state to see it. Wow. But the problem was people in the neighborhood hated it because they could never drive in their neighborhood. Traffic. Because there were so many cars in the neighborhood. The news would cover it. Every year, they would go out and they'd show this house's light display. For hours, people would drive. I understand, but it's once a year. We can let it slide, right? But it's a couple weeks a year. Yeah. So... I would say the net gain is positive. Unless you're like those 11 people, it rocks.
2: One of the coolest things is when somebody does something crazy to their house for Halloween like this, they, the whole neighborhood talks about it like, ooh, have you gone to that street yet? Because this place is awesome. You got to go check it out.
0: So what I like about that story is they weren't annoyed by it. Right. They, they liked it and well, they can rebuild it. They they not chipped publicly. In. They're not
1: publicly annoyed by it. Well, but they chipped in their own time.
0: You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah all did. right. That's a good story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Let's do the news. Bobby's Big Stories. Well, I'll read you the headline, and you're going to go, wow, I can't believe that happened. And then I'll read you the story, and then it'll make a little more sense. What this story is going to do is show you how sometimes we read a headline, make our judgment, and by we, I mean us too, me, me especially. Make our judgment, and then when you read into it farther, it's not exactly as it seemed. The headline is, security guard shoots shoplifting suspect in Atlanta Walgreens parking lot. Whoa. Now, your thought is, why is this... Who cares? If he stole something, well, why would you shoot him? Right? Everybody on yeah. the same face? Yes. Like, your job is to keep people from shoplifting, but once they kind of get out, you don't shoot them.
1: Yeah.
0: And I was like, oh, that's a weird story. Then I'll read you the story and tell me if your mind changes at all. Police are investigating a shooting after a shoplifting, a shoplifting incident at an Atlanta Walgreens. Officials say the shooting happened on the 500 block of Piedmont Avenue. According to investigators... A security guard at a Walgreens noticed a man stealing M&M's and followed him outside the store. Police say when the guy rushed at the security guard, the guard shot him in the leg. The shoplifting suspect then ran off and called police. Officers believe both men connected to the incident may be charged. Does it change your mind that the guy charges then the... the security guy, and then the guy's just protecting himself from the guy charging him. Yeah, Mm -hmm. self-defense, right? It's not just someone shooting someone for stealing M&M's.
1: Yeah, I would be... Yes, I would definitely be nervous and probably react, but also if I'm trained... I would think. How trained
0: are you as a security guard at Walgreens, though, is my question. I don't know. Okay,
1: I don't know. Well, even to carry a weapon, you have to have some form of training. Like, I don't know. Did the guy, was he just running after him, or did he have a weapon? I don't know.
0: But it says, when the guy rushed him. The story just changes with that one line. Yes, rushed him. Because then you're defending yourself. They're probably, everybody's probably in trouble. I don't know why a security guard at Walgreens has a gun unless he's an off-duty cop. Like, just because you're a security guard, you don't get a gun. He must be somebody that should be able to have a gun. This is the story I'm telling myself as I'm sure. reading this. And that he then felt, th- his own life felt threatened. And so then also he was smart enough to shoot him in the leg. That's what I was thinking. So it's somebody who knows what's up because if I'm just freaking out, I'm going for the chest or the head. Right. Oh, he wasn't trying yeah.
1: to kill the
2: guy. Right. Right. Just trying to disable him.
1: Make make him tap dance a little bit.
2: <laughs> Wait, well, that, that, that shit that, that is BS. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: well, I don't know. Maybe he was. We don't know what he was aiming for.
0: It's just a slightly different story than when you just read the headline. Yeah, yeah,
1: but you know Walgreens is like, oh my gosh, seriously, dude? Why can't you just let the guy run out with his M&M's and stay yes. inside?
0: That's why he's in trouble also. Yeah. <laughs> There's a story that Drake bought a $5.5 million watch for himself. Oh,
1: wow. Dang. So cool.
0: TMZ <laughs> says Drake has bought himself a $5 Point five million watch. Wow. He bought a one-of-one Richard Millet, which is an iconic designer. I'm looking at it now. Guys, I'm telling you, it looks like something you get from a quarter machine. Really?
1: Uh, Is it just covered in diamonds or something?
0: There's... It's like pants, right? You could see somebody with pants with holes in them, and they could have cost $4, or they could have cost $4,000. And it's basically the same looking pant. Some of these watches... It, there's just lots of crap in it. It's not gold. It's not covered in diamonds. It just looks like there's lots of bells and whistles and gears. And Weird. It looked like it could have been $4 or $4 million, mm. except it was $5.5 million. Wow. I guess you buy it to say that you bought it. I guess. I guess the headline was worth the money to him. And
1: then you wear it with security all around you.
0: But nobody would know. You, you would think, <laughs> oh, let's, let's rob Drake. What, kind of, what are all the things we can take from them that are worth the money he's wearing? They'll go, well, the last thing I want to take is that pizza crab watch. You got that from a gumball machine. How does
1: this stuff even make the news? Does he like put out, hey, hello world, I bought a $5.5 million watch?
0: I would assume the person who sold the watch.
1: Oh. They took, would... they
0: took a picture, and if you're the one selling the watch and Drake buys it, you want everybody to know. Oh,
1: for sure. But you would think, some celebrities, they must buy stuff like that, and they're like, hey, yeah, no, no press. Do you have to like, clear no that? Pictures, yeah. You clear no
0: that, that with thing. a celeb? Yes. And I'm sure Drake, I mean, Drake doesn't mind to flex okay. it, what he has. I'm sure he doesn't flex everything he has, mm-hmm. but if you buy a $5.5 million watch... I would be scared to walk down the street with it. Yeah. Uh, A British woman thought she had some costume jewelry, but it was actually a 2.7 million 34 carat diamond. Crazy. She was about to toss it too. But before she threw it out, she took it to an appraiser just to make sure. They said, no, no, no. That's worth almost $3 million. A 70-year-old unidentified woman was about to throw out a large stone. She bought at a garage sale. Now, imagine if you're the seller of that and you hear this. Yeah. And you're like, remember that old lady Martha that was over here? (laughs) Honey, she's in the news for finding. And you sold that? Without knowing? A neighbor encouraged her before she threw it out to take it to be appraised. And so she thought it was a fake diamond. Turns out it was a 34-carat diamond. It's going to be auctioned off in November, November 30th. It's valued at $2.741 million. Holy moly. I mean,
1: 70's a good... It'd be... She still has life to live with that money. You know? If she if she was like 85, it'd be like, oh, seriously? Hey, if she's
0: dying tomorrow, that's still <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, finally, there's a story about a football game where one team scored 106 points and the oh. other team scored zero. That's brutal. That's mean. Inglewood uh, yeah. Morningside football coach Brian Collins did not have kind words for the coaching staff. When discussing his 106 to 0 loss to the Sentinels, a game that saw the Englewood team throw 13 touchdown passes, including running for two points at the end of the game to make it 106 to 0. Why not? It was 104 to 0. They ran a two point conversion. I I don't know the complete background of this game. I read the whole story. The other coach must hate the other coach for doing something to him at some point.
2: (laughs) Because that's not
0: something you do, because eventually, as they say, what goes around comes around. You know you can go and wolf a team by forty or fifty, but eventually that coach or that team is going to have the upper hand on you in a situation, and you would hope they give you the grace that you're giving them. <laughs> now, if you're running it up because you're Cincinnati, for example, and you're trying to get style points, and you're not in a power five school, but you want to be in the in the tournament, you score as many as you can to so the vote. But this is high school football.
2: You can probably stop it at seventy to zero. And I was thinking, like, if they scored all that in the first half, no big deal, right? They did it early, and then well, they... at the first quarter is fifty nine to zero. Okay, so and they
0: just kept going quarter, and then they put the running clock on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Savage, if it makes you feel any better, they could have scored two hundred on them. Yeah, but yeah, not cool. But then again, what do you do if you're the team and your second string is so dominant that if you just run
2: the ball up the middle, you continue to run through? Yeah, them? that too. That could be. I mean, that's that's okay. Like that happens. It's all right. Wait, What? What? Like, if, if you put your second team in yes. or third team in, but they're still better than you and they score 106, yes. there's nothing you can do about it. You tried to not score that many. I, I will say that's fair. Right. But yes.
0: Anyway, 106 to zero. But this coach who scored all these points at some point is going to get his comeuppance. <laughs> because <laughs> either the coach that got whooped or one of his buddies, they're going to do that to him one day. All right, that's what's up. That's the news. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. Here's voicemail number two from over the weekend.
4: Morning, studio. I was just calling to see, after seeing that George Strait was the surprise guest at iHeartFest this weekend, I was just wondering if Eddie, or if any of the rest of you, had a chance to chat with him about Eddie's walk from West Virginia down to Tennessee.
0: So just curious. I did not talk to George Strait. I was working at a different part of the venue. I was actually on a stage announcing him from like 100 feet away on camera. Did not talk to him. The only person that could have asked him was Amy. There she is. Amy, let's Amy, go. You yeah, brought yeah, it yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. You it. Tell Tell us, brought please. it up, right? Come on.
1: I did not. Oh. But I wish I would have. Sorry. It was like a very in-the-moment thing, and that didn't cross my mind. Shoot. Sorry.
0: Voicemail number three. Mundo. if you don't mind playing that.
4: Morning, studio. I have zero voice from screaming my heart out last night at I heart Country. I just wanted to say I am such a huge fan of your show. Amy, you're beautiful in person. Caitlin is a goddess in person. And I wish I could have met you guys last night. But the concert was absolutely amazing. I'm definitely going next year.
0: Well, thank you very much. You know, one of the things is that we all go as a group. And, you know, it's a little bonding time for us outside of the show. And we're on the plane. And I guess Eddie... Who heard, over the top, they were calling Amy. a bunch of What what do they say? We're
5: walking towards baggage claim, and I hear, Amy Brown, return to gate D5 to claim your lost item. Amy Brown, (laughs) return to gate D5 to claim your lost item. Did you hear it?
1: No, because I was already, I deplaned. She was at the front of the plane,
5: I was at the back. So I had just gotten off the plane and heard over the whole airport speaker. I was like, did they really just say Amy? And then my phone... I call Amy. Uh, Amy, they call She goes, yeah, I'm already through security. I don't know how I'm going to get back there. I I don't know what to do.
1: I had no idea to get back through. I was at the parking lot trying to get my car and pay for my car, and I had no wallet. So at the time, Lunchbox is hearing my name. I'm realizing I have no money. And then, thankfully, they're still on the other side of security. It's Abby. And so Abby goes back and gets it for me.
0: You couldn't have even gotten back through security because you didn't have a license because it was in your wallet. Correct. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. How did you leave your wallet on the plane? That's my question.
1: Uh, Here, it's The real bummer is I I was trying to get Wi-Fi so I could get some work done, and I did. It let me... I paid the $8 for Southwest Wi-Fi, and then it took my $8, but did Wi-Fi work?
0: No. On the way there? On the way home. Way back. Oh, got it. On the way
1: home. So I'm like, great. So I get fixated on trying to get the Wi-Fi to work, and I guess in that fixation and frustration, I... Must have dropped my wallet on the ground or fell in the sea. I don't know how it happened, but that's the only reason why I I pulled my wallet out to buy internet that didn't even work. And thank goodness that they were all still back there because it made the whole process like maybe a 25-minute turnaround. And I could have been at the airport for two hours trying to get my wallet back.
0: So that happens, and you get it back. Amy always gets her stuff back, which is wild. She's forgotten her wallets in airports and been in other cities, and the wallet gets back to her. Oh
1: yeah, and I've had to, yes, it's been crazy how it finds its way back to me.
0: There was another instance in Austin where Amy was trying, to, I guess, to get from the venue to the hotel mm-hmm. in the yeah. car, and a car pulls up.
1: So I had to be, I had to get to the venue super early on Saturday to get my COVID test, and I had walked the trail with some friends, ventured my way there by myself, and then I was trying to find my way back, and I had to hurry, shower, and get back. And I was trying to navigate. There was construction and some listeners pull up and they roll down their window and they're like, Amy, Bobby show." And I'm like, hey, they're like, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm trying to walk back to my hotel. Do you think I can go that way? And they're like, oh, that road's closed. I'd go that way. And then they said, you know what? We'll take you. Hop in. And at this what? point. What?
2: You did not you get in. No.
1: Amy,
5: Amy, no. Amy, at, this at, is not safe. I know.
1: At this point, I'm so late and I really need to get in the shower. And my phone is saying a 25 minute walk. Except for it's really not that far, but it's just detours. So I get in the car with this lovely family.
5: Oh, my goodness.
1: I think their names are like Norma and Daniel, <laughs> shout out. Their two kids are in the back, Elizabeth oh. and Lily or something. And I, so I get in the middle between the car seat and the other girl, <laughs> and I, I crawl in. And they were going to be going to the show later that night. So I thought, okay, well, responsible people bought tickets to a concert. This is... I feel like she's like I work at a hospital down here where you're going to oh, park my well, car then, oh, yeah. and I'm like oh no you work at a hospital you I'm have safe kids in the car, right? I have kids in the car yeah. like all the things were in my favor except for I felt the need to look at the two children next to me and I said do not ever do what I just did I, ever do not ever get in the car with strangers and the little girl's like but, but you're a stranger, and you got in. Uh, but they were the cutest, and I got a ride, and I got back to the hotel in like four minutes. <laughs> it's amazing.
0: She <laughs> looks at the two kids, but it's really two small men with mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> I tricked her to lure in. Yeah,
1: later yeah, I you- thought back to that, and I was like, that could have gone so I, the, the different direction, and that would have been horrible, and I would have been in the news, but it worked. Our you, listeners are amazing.
0: You lost your wallet, but it you did. were found by listeners, and you're back here today.
1: Yes, we survived Austin, How do you do heart.
0: <laughs> All right, for sure you guys know this song right here. But
7: after a few drinks, it's always the same thing. The lost the car- the
0: guy's name is Travis Denning. He's a frequent guest on the show. He's a friend of mine. And over the weekend, he got engaged. Yeah. Come on. Ooh. We talked about it in the skinny, Travis, but we wanted to hear it straight from your skinny mouth. How did it go?
8: Well she said yes uh ultimately that was you know the greatest outcome i could i could hope for uh but no we uh i had a show in new york city on thursday night and we spent the whole weekend there and i planned on saturday morning going to central park uh took her right to one of the water fountain thingy thingies they got there they got like nine of them in there and uh, (laughs) i found a little spot by the water and uh popped the question right there and I don't know, I kinda blacked out during the whole thing. I just knew when I came to she had the ring on, so I guess it went fine.
0: Did you have the ring in your pants pocket, your coat pocket, under your hat? Where was it?
8: I had it in my coat pocket and I felt like I looked like the most awkward human in the world because I wouldn't take my hand off of it. Like we were getting in and out of Ubers and taxis and you know, headed to, to brunch and I just had one hand in my pocket the whole time and I was like, She's gonna know and uh she just She never noticed so apparently i must walk like that normally
0: did she know honestly
8: i i i think she definitely knew it was coming um i mean she roughly knew it was like october um because some of her friends when they try to get some info out of her uh they weren't the most subtle you know trying to like well what kind of ring do you like you know your buddy's (laughs) looking for a ring i'm just curious which one do you like and like if you were going to get one i mean what size would it be? Just you know, hypothetically, and um, so I think she knew. And New York's her favorite city, so I think she definitely knew something was up.
0: Did you have her get her nails done? Were her hand, hands taken care of before that?
8: Yeah, and that was and that that was another thing. You know, she she was like, I just need to have my nails and hair ready, and so I gave her a rough, very rough time frame. And I think when she just, I mean, she just got to New York and we had all these plans scheduled. She was like, okay, I think it's going to happen here.
0: What did you say? Was it something you had planned out or did you just kind of go by heart when you got down on the knee?
8: Well, when I when I got down on the knee, I just went by heart. But, but prior to that, uh, I flew my buddy Katie up, who's a great photographer here in Nashville. And me and Madison, ever since we started dating, Anytime we drank wine, we kept the wine cork and wrote down on it what we were doing. I mean it was you know, I mean when when after a few went number one, I've got a wine cork from that. I've got a wine cork from just a random night we made cookies in July twenty nineteen. Just and I put all those wine corks into a shadow box and I had my buddy Katie actually plant the shadow box on a bench by the water fountain overlooking the lake at Central Park, and we kind of just happened up on it. I'm like, oh, what is this? You know, And I just picked it up and handed it to her and kind of was like, oh, it's all of our wine corks through all the years we've been dating and everything. And then she was like, oh, God, here we go.
0: It's happening. You know how you know Travis Denning is in love? The fact that he even knows what a shadow box is. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Like, she has got him knowing and living in a shadow box, and good for her. I had no idea what a shadow box was.
8: I I just thought a shadow box was the thing that follows lunchbox around in the sun. Oh, come on. That was good. Okay.
1: Okay, Yeah.
7: Oh boy.
8: (laughs) Hey, so
0: (laughs) her father is, we've talked about it on the show, John Michael Montgomery, famous country singer. How did you ask him if it was okay to marry her?
8: Well, thankfully, uh, when you had him uh, surprise me that one time on the show and you just flat out asked him what somebody would need to do and he said, bring a six pack of Stella and a wad of cash. Um, I, I tried my best, I just couldn't find a wad of cash. But uh no, he was at he was at their house and I was up there. Uh he was actually working on his bus and I, I so I finally had him to himself and I, I brought him a cold beer and just kinda told him, you know, I said, Hey, you know, I really love your daughter and uh plan on asking her to marry me in New York in October and I'd love to have your blessing and it was a great conversation. It went really well and he uh he obviously said of course, and uh, yeah, it was super easy.
0: Which were you more nervous about, asking him or asking her?
8: Oh, asking her. I I, I knew that it'd be a good conversation with him, and we probably just end up talking about, you know, just relationships and, and marriage and stuff. And um, I did. Uh, I won't lie. I got a little choked up though when I talked to him about it. Like, and I don't know why, but I just. It was like hard to get it out, you know, and I was going, oh man, this is all very real. Just like when I first got the ring, I was like, oh man, this is really happening here. And the reality of it hits you and it's all exciting. And, and I definitely cried when I asked Madison, I'm not going to lie. I mean, it was, I knew that was going to
0: happen. Ah, congratulations, buddy. Amy, any question for Travis <laughs> Denning, who is recently engaged?
1: Well, when, when's the big day? Do y'all have it planned?
8: we we don't have a day yet but she's actually currently getting her masters uh and so we're, we're thinking probably after that so probably spring 2023 oh wow
4: oh um, wow Wow! Which, that's,
1: it
8: was, that's
0: a
4: it, long mean,
1: it
0: time like, it's like raymundo well, <laughs> that took seven years for him i was it.
8: gonna say next spring <laughs> yeah 2022. me too wow okay go ahead well it seems like a long time, but I mean, now that we're back on the road, like months just fly by at a time for me. So I feel like it'll be here before we know it.
1: Will you sing to her at your own wedding?
8: Will, will I sing?
1: Yes. At your own wedding, will you sing?
8: Uh, it, well, she's shaking her head at me, so I don't really know if she Oh, is she there head with head now, you right now? Uh, yeah, she's, she's right Well, there. let me talk to her. Okay, here.
1: I don't know if she was shaking <laughs> yes or no.
8: Oh, no, she, oh, she, just ran, she just ran out the Oh, uh, oh <laughs> come on.
0: Okay, listen, Travis, congratulations. To, uh, full disclosure, I knew it was happening. I had invited Travis to come out to Austin and do some playing with us, too, and um, it was like, hey, can't. And I was like, yes, you can. You're, nothing is on your tour schedule. No, I can't. I'm looking at your schedule. And he was like, I can't. I'm going to be. Trust me. And then I was like, oh, got it. Got it, got it. So, uh, super, yeah. dude, super pumped. You, you got, she's great. You're fine. It's a good mix.
8: Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I, we're, we're so excited. And honestly, that I've had that ring for almost two months now, and I'm just so glad I finally gave it away. It was burning a hole in my pocket <laughs> and
0: uh, really excited. Travis Denning engaged. I never thought I'd Woo! say the day. There he is. And by the way, it, it, they're getting married in 2027, so really excited <laughs> about that, too. Yep. All right, Travis. As soon as as soon as I retire from music, yep. Congratulations, buddy. Thanks, Bobby. Thank right. you, guys. See you later. See you. Bye. Look at that guy. Uh, I do want to play a quick interview here that I did with Josh. I forgot to play it in the last segment, but over the weekend at our iHeart Country Festival, we brought out Josh, who works at a car wash, to sing with us, and the Raging Idiots are we're, we're playing. music, and he came out and he did Neon Moon, and I'll play a clip of Josh from the car wash that I found on TikTok singing with the Raging Idiots.
7: When the sun goes down on my side of town That lonesome feeling
0: comes through my door, and the whole world turns blue So afterward, as soon as we finished our set, we walked to the back part and I pulled my phone out and I just wanted to know what Josh was feeling. So here's me talking to Josh.
3: All right, buddy, how did that feel on that stage? Man, that was the most amazing
0: feeling I've ever felt. So when you come out and there's 10,000 people, are you nervous or are you more excited or, or what? I was more excited about tonight than I was on your show. <laughs> <laughs> and did you feel like you really performed it at the best of your ability? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I feel like you nailed it. I feel like they were rooting for you. Did you have a second to take it in and look
3: around and be like, holy crap, I'm playing in you know the Frank Irwin Center and IR Country Festival? Yeah, it, it was literally blowing my mind seeing everybody from, the floor to the very top it was awesome they loved you man i i hope i can continue doing this what do you want to say to anybody who's listening to this right now who's
0: going maybe that guy could be a country music star guys never give up on your dream always believe in god he knows when the right time is from saint did you work yesterday by the way uh Yesterday morning, yeah. So he worked yesterday morning, and then a night later, he's playing in front of thousands of people on our iHeart Country stage. Congratulations, man! You did an awesome job. Thank you, sir. It was awesome. That's so, so cool. cool. But if you go to my Instagram, Mr. Bobby Bones, uh, the last thing I posted was a uh, like a collection of photos. I'm wearing a fanny pack, and one of them Eddie and I are. But the second picture is Josh playing with us with a big moon behind him. So and it was just it was just amazing. So thank you to Josh. And to all of you guys that cheered him on because the crowd really went crazy for him, like showed him so much support. Bobby Bone, Show,
4: Bonehead, Story of the Day.
0: This story comes to us from Cincinnati,
5: Ohio. A 79 year old man was mad at his son because he wouldn't stop playing the guitar. He said, Enough is enough. You've been playing it for hours. They so pulled out a gun. Tried shot, to shoot the, the, guitar, the guitar, and I accidentally shot the sun. Oh, no. Oh, my no. goodness.
0: This is not good. Wait, but th- everyone knows... If you get mad at your kid for playing a musical instrument, you take the instrument and you put it across the room before you shoot it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, not, not while the kid's holding
0: no. it. Right. Yeah. Also, everybody doesn't know that, guys. <laughs> you shouldn't do that to also begin you with. Shoot it again. And when I yes. say kid, his kid is 50 years old. Oh, so. my goodness. Uh, well, so just... there had to be something else more than just his bad guitar <laughs> yeah, playing. Yeah, he's still living at home. <laughs> yeah, there, there's <laughs> oh, probably no. some resentfulness.
1: Older people are moving back in with their parents.
0: And their parents are probably upset about that, yeah. too. <laughs> All right. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Thank you guys for hanging out. It's time for the Good News Countdown. It's the Good News Countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. I got five stories, five to one. Let's go. Number five. A 95-year-old woman from Indiana went on vacation this month in Orange Beach, Alabama. She is 95. I'll say it again. A group of lifeguards helped her enjoy it by carrying her to the beach every single day. She uses a wheelchair. A wheelchair cannot go on the beach, or at least it's very hard. So they carried her down every single day, That's and, and put her on the blanket, and then carried her back up. Cool. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Number four. A grocery store in Nebraska broke a world record by making a 2,960-pound ice cream sandwich. That's that, listen. Ice cream sandwiches, pound for pound, one of the best. <laughs> You wouldn't pick an ice cream sandwich, but an ice cream sandwich is never bad. Oh, yeah. Never. So pound for pound really one of the best, Mm -hmm. but they divided it up and served it to families at two food banks. That's cool. So they made it and then gave it away to a bunch of families. (laughs) That's a lot of ice cream. Like, if you're lactose intolerant, that is not for you. (laughs) Stay far away.
7: Number three.
0: A woman who's 106 years old. Her name is Margaret. She recently said the secret to her longevity is drinking a yinling lager every day. So last week, Yinling showed up with a truckload of beer for her. Oh my gosh. And we all
2: know you don't drink, Bobby, but it's a lager. What did I say? Lager. lager. <laughs> it's okay, though. You shouldn't know that. It's true. That's true. I'm kind of an idiot, huh? It's called a lager. Lager. There you
0: go. But still, just through general people saying that word, I guess I should know that. Yinling Lager. <laughs> okay, see, you lager. Did it again. Oh, 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 All right. Anyway, uh, truckload of beer showed up to her house. So what if you had the ice cream and the beer? bathroom next. That would be (laughs) awesome.
7: Number two.
0: Two ER nurses in Georgia met at work during the pandemic, started dating, then fell in love, and now got engaged. He proposed to her on the helipad at their hospital. Oh, that's awesome. She thought she was wheeling a stretcher out to get a patient, but then he got out of the helicopter and dropped down to a knee.
1: Perfect.
0: Would it have been too much if he'd have been on the stretcher? Yes. And then he raised up.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, how how high was her r- adrenaline? Like, was mm-hmm. she stressed because she thought something crazy was happening? But, I mean, I feel like that was the right amount.
0: And then they went and had a Lager and called it a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Last one.
7: Number one.
0: A guy in Florida dropped his wallet in a parking lot, and two teenagers showed up at the door the next day to return it. There was over 100 bucks inside. He offered it as a reward, but they refused and said, hey, we just want to do the right thing.
1: Wow. Wow. Teenagers refuse $100? Yes.
0: That was the Good News Countdown. And that'll wrap it up. Ram Trucks joined forces with the nonprofit Red. It's the organization that Bono founded. They came together to create the Ram 1500 Limited Red Edition Truck, which will fund life-saving programs and fight global health emergencies. Was able to be with one all weekend at our iHeart Country Festival. Sounds like it's romantic. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? It was. You were. Yes, it was. I mm-hmm. uh, Had a great weekend. And hear all about our iHeart Country Festival, an awkward predicament that I got put into, uh, George Strait surprising everyone, just a great weekend indeed. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye, everybody.